I just want to give a short message to encourage our graduates and the rest of uh, the young people in this audience and for all of us. Recently, I heard the story of uh, a student. I don't know about this country. When we were going to high school in another country, uh, in the high school, it was very usual for the teachers to come and ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know if they are allowed to ask that question today because of the walk and all this nonsense going on. Maybe the teacher cannot ask that question anymore. Uh, but, uh, but, but we could. They, could, they can still do that in many other countries. So this happened many years ago. So one day the teacher was asking in the high school, uh, all the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And some kids said, I want to be a doctor. Some others said, I want to be an engineer. Somebody said, I want to be an astronomer, all kinds of lofty things, as usually kids would do. But then when he came to one student, the student, that student said, I want to be a dog in Tommy's house. That's exactly what he said. I want to be a dog in Tommy's house. So just like you laughed, everyone laughed, you know, and laughed out loud, and then they all stopped and started thinking, why would somebody want to be a dog? A kid want to be a dog. So the teacher went to that student and asked him, why did you answer like that? And then the story came out. See, this boy came from an extremely poor home. And while he was attending school, he was hungry most of the days because his parents couldn't give him enough to eat. So he attended school with an empty stomach. Then one day he had the privilege to go and visit Tommy's house. And Tommy came from a wealthy family. And when he went to Tommy's house, he found they had so many dogs kept in nice cages. And he looked into the cage of a Pomeranian and he found fried chicken, and all kinds of nice goodies inside that dog cage. Whereas he was so hungry, he couldn't even have the basic food to eat every day. So he realized it is better for me to be a dog in Tommy's house than to be a son in my own home. So once, once the teachers found out the real reason, the teachers got involved and they made sure he had enough food to eat from that day. And they put, you know, took, took a collection and made sure he has enough money to buy the books because he was, then they noticed that he was coming to school without textbooks because his parents couldn't afford to buy textbooks. So once they got involved in his life, his grade went up. And he graduated from high school with distinction and got a full scholarship to attend a university. And after the, he attend, uh, graduated from university with distinction, that university principal recommended him to go to Oxford and study in Oxford. And he graduated from Oxford with a great degrees, a lot of degrees. And then he wanted to come back to his country and be a teacher, a college professor. So the professors at Oxford told him, no, don't do that. You are not just good enough to be a professor in a local college. You are good enough to teach an entire nation. 
So make sure you go back and serve your nation. But even though he heard that, he came back and became a teacher first, uh, Professor Pust, and uh, then the Oxford professors sent a letter to the prime minister of that country. See, this happened in my, my country where I grew up in India. And the first prime minister, of, prime minister of India was a man named Jawaharlal Nehru. And they wrote to Jawaharlal Nehru and said, uh, pay attention to this young man. This young man can teach your nation. And so Nehru called him from college and said, okay, that's enough you teaching kids in college. We need you in building up this nation and started giving him offices and eventually he became the president of this great democratic nation of India. I asked Benny to put his picture on the screen. I hope he can, will be able to put that picture on the screen. See, this is the man I'm talking about. This is not a made up story. This is the story of this man named Narayan. You know what was his problem? He was born in a Dalit family. If you know about India, you know the caste system. This evil of caste system is even still there, but in his day it was so strong. And because of uh, he was born in a Dalit family, his father was destined to do only manual labor for rich folks in the village. And their father couldn't uh, give him money. But you know, this Dalit guy who wanted to become a dog in his friend's house became the president of the nation. I want to ask you a question. Who is setting the limits for you? Who is setting the limits for you? Whose words are you following? Are you afraid to think big, like Narayan was as a little kid? Are you afraid to have big dreams, like Narayan was? Do you think it's too much for you? It's beyond your limits. Who is setting the limits for you? I want to take you to the Bible and share something from a character that all of you know very well. And that character is David. When David was growing up in his father's home, we see that the people were always setting limits for him. See, he was a musician from he was a child, since the time he was a child. He was extremely talented. But we notice that when prophet Samuel came to his home and God sent Samuel to his home and said, one of these children going to be the next king in Israel, the father called all other children to Samuel but left out David because David was the youngest child in that family. But some people say there was another reason. They said that uh, in those days polygamy was common. And they say that uh, David was not really a son from one of his wives. It was a son from a concubine. So if somebody was going to be a king from my family, it's not going to be my concubine's son. It's going to be my wife's son. That's the way the father looked at the picture. No wonder God reminded him, man, looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Because before we are created, God has already created a destiny for us. Amen. No wonder 
David wrote later in Psalm 51, Before I was born, when I was nothing, your eyes had already seen me. And you had already created a destiny for me. Amen. And let me tell you, let God alone decide your destiny. Don't let somebody else set a limit for you. <clears throat> the challenges in the life of David didn't end there. And we know that he, he got anointed despite all of that that day. And then later came this battle that we see in 1 Samuel chapter 17 when Goliath was coming and uh, you know, challenging the Israelites. <coughs> and we know that David was sent there not to fight the battle, but to just take milk and cheese to his brothers, all the brothers who were in military. So when he got there, guess what? His brothers got very angry, very angry. And he, they said, who do you think you are? Because David said, hey, I see this man challenging the people of God. How come nobody is confronting him? How come nobody is, uh, you know, uh, bold enough to go and challenge him? As soon as the words reached their ears, his older brothers all got upset. You know why they got upset? Because they were all chicken. They were all hiding behind the stones. And then their younger brother comes and says, Hey, hey, how come nobody is ready? I'm ready. And he said, they turned around and said, Who do you think you are? We are much older than you. We went through the military academy. We were trained professionally. And if we cannot handle this man, how do you think you can handle him? They set limit on David because they did not know how God had prepared David for that day. Hallelujah. And then the king set limits on David. Eventually people, that, that word got around and the king heard about it. And king said, hey, I want to see this young man. This little boy who is so bold enough to go and face this giant. Bring him over here. And they brought him over to the king. And the king looked at him. And the Bible says his face was ruddy. That means he didn't have mustache yet. That means he was probably 14 or 15 years old. And he said, you are too young. I like the way you talk. I like your boldness, but you are too young. And this is a seasoned warrior. How are you going to go and battle against him? How are you going to go and confront him? And that's when David shared the testimony and said, but king, you don't know. God was already preparing me for this day. Hallelujah. And he said, one day, when I was taking care of my father's sheep, I remember the day a, 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 a bear jumped on him. And he wanted to take the, the sheep away. But I decided I will not let it have it. Then he told about the day when he had to fight with a lion to deliver the sheep from its mouth. He said, there, now I know why I had to go through those experiences because God was preparing me for this day. I want to tell you young people, God will prepare you to reach your destiny. Amen. It takes more than your knowledge. It takes more than your skills. It takes more than your intellect. It takes more than your college education. You need God to train you. God to move in your life and take you in the direction that he wants you to go. Hallelujah. And not only for young people, I want to tell you, all of us are in a school. God has been training us to take us to our destiny. Finally, finally Goliath didn't take him seriously. He set limits on David. 
and we know the story when David went up to meet Goliath finally you know Goliath looked at him and said you you little thing you know, I'm a seasoned warrior you know how many battles I've been in did you look at my size did you actually see how big I am and how small you are you think you're going to overcome me and he's you know but David was not flinching he kept walking forward so this giant got scared inside the Bible says he started cursing David in the name of his gods to me that means he got scared inside <laughs> he says what is this thing <laughs> what is this boy what is propelling this boy he keep coming towards me what is inside him and when he cursed him in the name of his gods David taught him the second lesson and you know what was the second lesson he said you are cursing me amen in your God's name but you don't know something I am not coming in my own strength I know I am a little boy I know I'm a young boy I'm not coming in my own strength I am coming in the name of the Lord God of Israel whom you are ridiculing today amen and he has anointed me to confront you and it is because of the power of that anointing that I can confront you and we know the rest of the story before he knew Goliath was on the floor all it took was a little stone and a swing amen a sling and we know that David was I mean Goliath was on the floor and the Bible says David went and took Goliath's own sword and cut off his head and finished him listen do not let anyone set limits on you you are chosen by God and all of us are we are children of God God has a plan for you amen God has a plan to take you somewhere in life and God will be with you God will direct your footsteps and God will take you to your destiny you will not fail I can guarantee you that you will not fail if you stick with God he will be there through thick and thin he will be there during your difficult hours he'll be there when the friends you know leave you alone you will be he will be there and he will make sure that you will finish this course amen successfully because he who started a good work good work in you is able to finish it amen hallelujah so you notice that this is probably the smallest speech I ever said in gateway usually I preach for an hour right but today I didn't want to do that I just want to encourage you and celebrate with you so after we pray after one year we're going to have fellowship okay I have ordered pizza for all of us okay we're going to fellowship with these kids pizza should be here any minute okay and uh, we're going to celebrate with these kids and we have Oh, pizza and soda for all of us so we will go to our fellowship hall behind that curtain and we will spend some time with them encourage them speak to them you know and uh, let's celebrate this day all right next Sunday ne next Sunday is our our big celebration next Sunday as you know is our Father's Day so I expect uh, all of you to be here and the rest of the church to be here because it's also the day when we take our group photo I want all of you to be in it so please make sure you are here next Sunday and uh, so many people are bringing native dishes and we're going to have an international buffet 
um, and a grand celebration. All right? All right. Can we stand up in the presence of God at this time? Amen. I'm surprised we are finishing on time, actually earlier, with all these programs. <laughs> Amen? All right. Okay, let's pray. Before I pray, I want to take a minute to address someone, okay, who want to give up in life. Because all you have heard is negative talks. All you heard is people telling you, you don't measure up, you don't measure up, you don't measure up. You're never going to get somewhere in life. And, you know, when you continuously hear that, it affects you. It affects your psyche, it affects your mind. And the saddest thing is that after a few times you begin to believe that. Doesn't matter who is saying it. Sometimes, unfortunately, people in authority places say, make statements like that. Parents make statements like that. Because their kids are too much. And then they start talking negatively into their lives. You know, and the teachers start talking negatively into their lives. And slowly, slowly they begin to believe, I am not good enough. I'm not going to get anywhere in my life. I want to call on you today. If you have had that experience in your life, it's hard to disown that. It's very hard to disown that, you know, because you believed it. You believed it. At some point you believed it. What others said, you believed it. And whatever limit other people set for you, you accepted it. And you said, hey, this is how far I'm going to go in my life. I cannot be anything better than this. I have news for you. God is able to break through that shell of doubt and unbelief. Amen. Today. And he's able to bring you out of that. Doesn't matter how thick is that cast. God wants to bring you out of that. Because I want to encourage you. God does not create failures. You are a special creation of God. Every one of you is a special creation of God. All of us don't have the same life. Some of us have more challenges than others. Some of us have physical challenges. Some of us have, you know, sicknesses in our life which we didn't invite. Amen. But that's where we are. But let me tell you, irrespective of what you are, where you are, God can pick you up from where you are today and take you forward. Hallelujah. God can make sure that you will succeed in life. So as we close our eyes, I'm not going to ask you to lift up your hands because I know you are already too sensitive about it. I just want you to reach out to God and say, Lord, I've been struggling to come out of this. I've been struggling. I know deep inside of me I believe it myself because that's what I heard all my life. Help me to come out of this. Help me to come out of this. Help me to be the real me. Who do you, cre who you created me to be. And take me forward, oh God. Take my hand. And lead me forward. Let me succeed in life. Let me open a new chapter in my life. With your help. I want you to pray that prayer. I want you to pray that prayer. I want, and I want you to believe that God can help you. Because he can. He can. He can. And he can take you forward. 
and i promise you you will succeed in life irrespective of whatever has happened in your life until today do not let anyone do not let anything set a limit for you break out break those chains break those chains in the name of jesus break those chains in the name of jesus break the chain of unbelief in the name of jesus break the chain of lack of confidence in the name of jesus and be the person whom god created you to be pray with me at this time heavenly father we look unto you lord thank you lord for this special day thank you lord for our young people who are graduating from high school thank you lord for your mercy and your goodness in their lives so far as they are about to enter into a new stage in their life god we pray over them again and we bless them in your name may they carry your blessings so lord when they go to the college campuses may them do well in college of father may them excel in classes of father let your wisdom be imparted to them oh god give them strength give them stability give them knowledge give them stamina god oh let your wisdom come through in their lives of oh father and may them all become success stories in their lives because you created them to be successful and i also pray for our dear ones lord whether here or watching us online god whoever has given up on themselves because they believed what others told them help them to come out of it help them to come out of it help them to come out of it and open a new chapter in their lives of god where they will be holding on to your hands only only your hands and they will listen to your voice only hallelujah they will hearken to your counsel only so that they can also move forward in the lives of father lord we thank you for your faithfulness in our lives thank you for your compassion in our lives of god thank you for your heart that does not give up on your children that does not give up on your children thank you for your father's heart that does not give up on your children you continue to pursue us you continue to pursue us until we come into our senses and then you begin to restore us let it be done let it be done today for your glory o lord glorify your name in all of our lives in jesus precious name we pray amen 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 come on let's sing and worship god with a song before